Internet friends, and welcome to one of the last few times you may see that intro because I have to keep saying it because eventually one day it'll be here and the YouTube comments are going to freak out. But things are changing, the branding is updating as you may have seen. But my name is Adam KK Bay. Welcome to episode number 184 of Final Boss TV. Today we're talking about the Arcane Mage. If you haven't been keeping up, every single spec in World of Warcraft during Battle for Azeroth right now gets a single spec oriented and focused show it was asked about a lot back in the day so we're making it happen even though there's been some comments about how it's too pinpointed but you get more of what you want to talk about instead of some specs getting individual and others not but i think it's working out pretty well so far let me know but today is arcane mage and of course there are some very special nerds and ladies that i have to extend my appreciation for supporting the show the stream and everything in between and must of course be my patrons over on the show's Patreon page. They, without them, there would be a far smaller production overall. So if you like what I do here, want even more podcasts, behind the scenes show notes, you can follow along. There are many, many extra pieces of these shows that are put out. Those are, of course, over on the show's Patreon page. Consider a pledge over there so I can keep doing this. There actually is the, speaking of mages, the awesome Tutron art full wallpaper of Jada Pradmore, the key art that he put together for BFA for me. That's going up on Patreon soon. So go check that out if you like what I do here. And depending on when you actually tune into this right now, either here live or on YouTube, for a week starting right now, we do have the Women's History Month and Elgato giveaway for a stream deck over on my Twitter. I just posted this before the show went live little bit ago go check that out if you want to enter just reply with your your favorite fictional or real woman in the sort of gaming sphere in the passion we have here a, a gif a picture an at whatever you like you have a chance to win a stream deck that's what's going on here however today this is gonna be an interesting one because everyone on this show is new so if there are any hiccups it's their fault however I've I've heard about this mango guy before a lot so dutch welcome welcome to the show finally after all this time hello sir hello nice to be here are you ready mango to guy. <laughs> mango guy I, every time i've seen your name i was like oh that dutch mangoes guy right yeah he, you're not the only one that calls me that that's for sure he made a website that's really good works out with all the mage stuff yeah um made alter time with a couple of other people. Uh, I sell some mangoes, stuff like that. Wait, you sell them? No, I don't sell them, but there is a website, Dutch Mango, so. Oh no. <laughs> That's a bit confusing. But going from you over here to another brand new guest who apparently is also in the same category, we have Malin or water Watermelon. Hello, sir, welcome. Yes, yes, hello. Uh, yep, my, my guildies. It did go from melon to melon to watermelon. So, I mean, obviously, it's a clear progression there. It's just what we're doing. Is is it an upgrade or a downgrade, would you say? It depends on how... how People how... remember it. It's true. But do you have... Yeah, it's not even watermelon because you're British. Wa watermelon. How's... How... 
<laughs> exactly. Hey, I was reading chat, alright? That's what they're saying. Is that our tank? Yeah, that's Bumpus Newt in there. That's our mm -hmm. tank. And following it all up, we do have Dikimbe. Welcome, sir. You, your beard destroys mine, so I'm just going to leave the camera on you the whole show. Is that all right with you? That's fine. I can take it. <laughs> yeah? Now, see, you're you're not a member of, of the fruit archical uh, culture here, so what? Um, no, not that I know of. I've just always been dick. Hmm. That's... Yep. That's what I was trying to get to here. So we have we have two fruits and a dick on the show today. <laughs> That's gonna get demonetized. Oh, I guess you're an oh, eggplant. Yeah. You'd be an eggplant. Yeah. An eggplant? All right, yeah. I could take that. Yeah. Mm. I'm Italian. I've eaten a lot of that. I was trying to make it a way to. So we have a watermelon, a mango, and an eggplant on the show today. With two fruits and a vegetable. It's a healthy episode. Yeah. That's a <laughs> if you watch my stream, I often play like I'm a vegetable. Oh, hmm. So. Is that when you're playing WoW, when you're playing Arcane Mage, or when you're playing Smash? Yes. Solid answer. Descriptive. Yeah, that was the correct answer there. But I guess to, to bring it back around here again, with the, this silly joke nonsense aside, what do you dabble in when it comes to the World of Warcraft, and how long have you been part of said dabbling so, uh, Mr. Eggplant, you're up first. Um, I'm a contributor in the Mage Discord, sometimes to the Mage module in Simulation Craft. Uh, luckily, that's mostly maintained by people that are a lot smarter than me. Um, I started participating in theory crafting most heavily during Legion when I started working on the Arcane APL. Um, I maintained that along with an Arcane guide to rating on Altered Time for the rest of the expansion. Uh, nowadays, I pretty much do most of the same and try to update the APL when new stuff comes out or when traits get nerfed or buffed or just try to find improvements wherever I can. So this is always boggles my mind whenever anyone that it works in the Simulation Craft APL madness. I mean, the one that does the Enhancement Shamans, and I just see the giant text. How do you even... what? How do you convert what Blizzard does into that language that then players convert through, say, like, raid bots to know what the heck anything does? What do you... How do you figure all that stuff out? What? Uh, well, luckily, it overlaps very well with, I mean, my personal interests and my profession. I'm a developer, uh, okay. um, software developer, so working in a language with particular syntax and particular ways to do certain things or cause certain uh, events to fire or... Um, a lot of the logic is uh, Boolean logic, conditionals, things like that. So you're checking for certain conditions to be present, certain circumstances to do different things. Okay. Um, so that all feels very familiar. Uh, it's mostly just getting used to the particular syntax that's in simulation craft, like finding out what's actually available to you. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea. I just, I didn't know that there's so much work that goes on behind the scenes for all the different modules, for all the different specs, all the different classes right now to help distill the how does Blizzard figure out X so we can then figure out Y. But no, it's awesome. Do you have any shout outs you have to give in that realm that also help you do all that madness in the mage community? Um, definitely have to give big shout outs to, uh, to Frosted, to Noranir, um, Zulandia, 
um, as she's uh, one of the newcomers to contributing to the mage module. These are all people who are a lot smarter than me. Who <laughs> have contributed a lot more code than I have. I've done yeah. mostly little additions, implementing things, mostly rotational work. These are the people who have to actually figure out how spells work and how to implement new abilities and things like that. And that's that's the tough part, trying to convert that stuff into you know, brand new code that we don't have yet. Awesome. That's crazy. So, Malin, sir, what, what do you dabble in in the world of Warcraft, and how, have, how long have you been dabbling in said dibbles, or whatever British terminology you want to use there that makes sense? That dabbling is fine. Okay. Um, I write the Wowhead Mage Guides, uh, so I do the Arcane Fire and Frost ones, and I've been doing that since Mists of Pandaria. Um, I've been playing a mage since Classic, since launch. Um, although, I mean, whisper it, I did try a Warlock out first. Ah, ah. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, but then I grouped with a mage and I saw how cool he was and how well he was doing and killing things. And I was like, that's what I want to play. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I've been, I've been writing the Wowhead Mage Guide since uh, Mists. Um, I rely a lot on the work of people like Dutch and Dikembe to, um, to help out with that because they do the grunt work and then I translate it into stuff that people can actually read. <laughs> um, and just like uh, like Dick's real work, you know, he's a software dev, so just like that ties into his work on the APL, my job ties into my work because I'm a journalist in real life. So I'm a writer in real life and I'm a writer in for my hobby. Awesome. And then, so putting together all the guide work and you get a couple of shout outs in there, but do you have any else that you want to throw the ball to that helps create all this stuff? Because I know there's a back and forth between Wowhead guides and Icy Vein guides and and who mirrors what, but then there's also things that get resourced maybe into Discord or an altered time. Do you have a group of people that sort of coagulate all of that together now? Yeah, we've got a research uh, group in the altered time Discord um, where a lot, you know, we people go to, to share APLs and, and rotation tweaks and that kind of stuff. Um, a lot of it gets picked up from there. So a, a lot of the AT and the Wowhead and the Icy Veins guides get sort of updated from the same place. Um, but it's not like we compete with each other. We're all there to get information out and to help mages and to um, help mages just be better players. Okay. So we've all got a, a good you know, working relationship. Very good. And now, finally, Dutch, back to you. I know a couple of people in chat are saying they better get shout-outs from you now. So you have a lot of weight on your shoulders here, I'm sure. You created Altered Time a while ago. How long have you been dabbling in the World of Warcraft things? When did Altered Time become... Because I think it was one of the first forefront, like, websites for specs or for a class in World of Warcraft that then sort of... That was before Discord even was a thing. So how long, when did all this start, sir? How long have you been doing all this? Right. I think I started maining a mage since Froth the Lich King. So like eight or 10 years ago, something like that. Right. Uh, I've basically been part of like the mage community uh, since Cataclysm, I believe. Uh, you know, writing guides, theory crafting, answering questions about stat weights, that kind of stuff. Um, been doing mostly guide writing since or both been doing guide writing then as well, and for BFA as well, the Fire Mage and uh, Arcane Mage guides. Um, for BFA, I also started uh, working a bit more on SimCraft, like uh, 
the Arcane APL for uh, BFA, at least the initial uh, APL. Um, and uh, lastly, I uh, mostly I just play a bunch of Mage um, and, well, created Alter Time together with some other people who uh, have sadly stopped playing at this point, but um, didn't create it, create it on my own. Uh, also admin of the Mage Discord and, uh, well, Mythic Raider. All those people who want the shoutouts uh, are guildies, because uh, the only way I was allowed to skip the rate was uh, for shoutouts, basically. Uh, so, mm, uh, I don't know if it was shoutouts, but... Well, shoutout to unpaid on Draenor, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's an um, awesome... Yeah, I gotta do a shoutout to my guild as well. Open. Mm -hmm. Hi, guys. Promethean <laughs> lives. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Oh no! It's been a it's been a weird few days in the world of Warcraft. If you're not sure when you tune into this time capsule, wise the XP potion ban exploit fiasco just landed about two days ago now. So that's been fun. MDI around the corner, and then this drops. But it's also still weird. I don't know where the the staple was that. European guilds raid on Sundays because that to me I mean Dikimbe have you ever raided on a Sunday what, what is that um yeah actually we raid later tonight what the heck what is I know what <laughs> no it's Tuesday Sounds Wednesday like you're just Thursday a casual there, no, Tuesday <laughs> Wednesday Thursday on a sometimes Monday Sun well because this show exists on Sunday that's why we, we Mal and I have been talking about building this show because I, I prepped these shows almost like three or four weeks in advance. We were talking weeks ago, and at the time it was we had to move the date and we were raiding on Sundays because two of the guests are European. I don't know when it's going to happen, and then the time changed because daylight savings is a thing in in America still. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is raid on Sundays. Time zones, man. I mean, you can go to church or you can raid. You got to get your priorities straight. To some people, those are the same thing. Yeah, that's true too. But I guess we can start with a bit of the... This has always been a bit of the back and forth on the Arcane Mage. And we sort of get right out in the open. Topic I have here is it... So is it, is it three buttons or is it two buttons? Because you and Beastmastery Hunter kind of been going back and forth on who gets to press the least amount of buttons to actually do damage in this game. But it might be four buttons now? Uh, how many buttons is Arcane? So from Mists, Warlords, Legion, Battle for Azeroth, how has the Arcane Mage changed over the past few expansions? Is there any parts of the past incarnations of the spec that you miss, that you want back, or things you right now do not want to see in the game? And uh, Malon, I'm going to you on first on this one. Yeah, sure. Um, so Arcane's basically stayed the same from mists up till now it's a turret spec it's always been a turret spec it's got the short cooldowns it's got the burst it's got the ability to uh translate mana into damage really efficiently um to trade off long-term damage for short-term gain if you burn your mana really quickly um and uh, yeah so so that that sort of stayed the same the, the difference has been how we do it so you know you've got rune of power it used to be you know, back in this that you just stand in the rune of power forever and it was horrible <laughs> and now it's a cooldown which is a bit better um back in warlords we had prismatic crystal and i don't think anyone wants to see that come back because uh. that was horrible <laughs> i remember um 
BlizzCon 2015. Uh, so I was I was at this little dev Q and A, and um, I cornered Celestalon afterwards, and I was like, all I want to know is what's happening with Prismatic Crystal, come Legion. And he was like, it's gone, and I was just like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I don't miss that. Um, what I do miss, I kind of miss all the time. That was fun. Uh, back in Mists, we kind of got it through displacement now, but the ability to sort of replicate your buffs and and return yourself to the same position, that worked out more often than not. That was really cool. Um, I do really miss our mobility that we used to have as well. We used to have, um, which is weird to say for a turret spec, but back in Legion, um, the way that Arcane Missiles worked was you could stack it up to three and uh, you had a talent, well, we still have the talent, it's called Slipstream, and you could move while channeling Arcane Missiles in the invocation. And because it could stack up to three, you didn't ever have to hold, like, you, you could bank it, bank charges for, for movement. It was it was really good. It was a bit too good, honestly, and now they've cut it back down. You can only stack it to one. Uh, so there's no banking anymore. Shimmer's just better in pretty much every situation. Right. The one part that's always interesting every expansion, I've been doing class and spec testing in, in the alpha beta cycle since Warlords. Really, it's been a Warlords to Legion, Legion to BFA. I started back in the Warlords beta, but that was nowhere near as in-depth as I did. And I've always seen Arcane's mastery has always been one that's been weird with World of Warcraft for a while now and the devs. I don't know who, which, who wants to touch talking about your mastery, which maybe iteration worked the best potentially, because now it's sort of flat compared to maybe say the uh, the Warlords version. I've heard come up a lot in conversation about the mana juggling, the whole burn conserve, but Dutch, you've been around working on this for a while. Does Do you, do you miss a previous version of Arcane's mastery, mana savant and suchness? Well, I definitely think the the old mastery where you did more damage, the more mana you had was a lot more interesting uh, than we have now. Cause now it's just, you know, you do more damage period with your mastery, uh, a lot less like skill expression involved. Um, actually the, the version where you just did more damage based on your mana percentage, I think was really good because it allowed you to use a bit more mana if you really wanted without giving up insane amount of damage. Um, <clears throat> Because right now we kind of have that in Equipoise or whatever you pronounce that trade as, where um, there's just a threshold of 80%, uh, which is to me worse because you're either doing it wrong or you're doing like you're you're doing it correctly or you're doing it wrong. There's no sliding skill or anything like that. I think a bit more sliding skill is a lot better, like the old mastery. Hmm. Um, obviously, Blizzard didn't really like that idea, I guess. Uh, since they well reworked it, but I think the old mastery just doing more damage with more mana was actually kind of fun to work around, <clears throat> especially uh, when you still had like dynamic mana where you got an intellect potion. Um, you would do more, like you would gain more maximum mana when you got intellect procs and right. used your potions, stuff like that. So you could do many burns. Uh, and then when the mana proc went away, you would basically be full mana again because your maximum mana went down again. Uh, I think being able to play around all those kind of things was really good. Uh, whereas right now, there's not really that kind of like stuff to play around. It's just, you just have mana as a resource. And when it's empty, you don't do DPS. But 
aside from that, you don't really care too much. Yeah, I'm not sure. There's always been this interesting teeter-totter with how the mana... I think, has your mastery not changed like every expansion the last three or four in a row? They've done something different to it. You're at Savant now. So yeah, it's just the flat mana regeneration and maximum mana. And then you have the scaling amount on your arcane charges giving more damage to Blast and Barrage. Which, part of the scaling was the issue in previous versions. So giving it to you flat-based I thought was a maybe a positive step. But I thought the whole point was you guys wanted to spend, burn, and conserve. But now I guess, coupled with the Azerite traits, you're just not... It's not right there, right? I don't know, Dikembe, what, what's your evolution of the spec over the past four expansions? The good and bad, the ugly? I don't know. I kind of go in, in circles on how I feel about the mastery because to an extent, I, I agree with, with Dutch that I did like the mastery back in Warlords a bit more. Um, it was a little more forgiving of different circumstances. Uh, you had more of an opportunity to spend some extra mana if you really needed to. Um, without, you know, completely invalidating your Azerite choice, your Equipoise uh, trait that we now have. Um, but at the same time, it Equipoise having this really fixed mana threshold, um, it forces you into making gameplay decisions based around that mana threshold. So now you really have to decide whether or not it's worth it to go below that threshold, knowing that you're not going to be able to get back above that very easily. You could be crippling yourself in the long run. Right. Um, so in a sense, you could kind of look back at the WAD mastery and say, okay, that's, that's just easier to play with from a skill setting because you pretty much, there might be an optimal mana threshold that you want to kind of float at to do maximum damage. But if you go below that, you don't cripple yourself. You're still able to, you know, do your rotation and do your job. Um, if you do that with equipoise, then you can't really do that. Uh, so it's kind of there's there's pros and cons to to both approaches really. Um, and uh, I, yeah, I don't I don't really know which side of the the fence that I fall on. The other part of this puzzle and why I wanted to to poke at mastery first and the sort of the core foundation of how Arcane Mage always plays. And all three of you gave me like a page page and a half of notes about Arcane, which rarely ever happens. I actually freaked out. Usually guests are just like, I have a skeleton. Do you have any questions you want to ask? And you all are like, here's a document. Here's a document. Here's a document. Dutch is actually links to a huge Reddit thread that I like thumbed mm -hmm. through and looked through. So clear casting arcane missiles came up a lot. And Malin brought that up to begin with this little conversation point. It's just, it felt weird in testing for me because there was that really degenerate missile build that they fixed. But now it's just maybe a button that you wiggle around in here a little bit, but it used to be so core and integral, but obviously Blizzard's moved away from that. I don't know where, or if you guys have ideas kicking around for like a rework or an update or what you have. Well, it, it definitely needs something because it's our only proc and we completely ignore it during cooldowns. Uh, Arcane Missiles is just kind of undertuned. Other classes, or other, even other specs, like when we get a proc of Hot Streak, for example, as fire, Pyroblast, boom, you fire a massive fiery boulder from your hands, it feels amazing, it does loads of damage. Uh, same with Brain Freeze, like Flurry, um, even Ice Lance, obviously. Click casting is just like, it's there, it happens. Yeah. We can cast missiles without it, but, you know, cool. 
it's a small increase over Arcane Blast, but it's nothing. It's not flashy. It's not big. Yeah, it's um, one of those things that I think feels half finished. I think it started out with some really smart ideas and some really well-intentioned um, plans to to address some some pain points that Arcane had. Uh, we briefly mentioned banking Arcane missiles charges uh, to use those yeah. for for movement or to to use those at a later time. Um, but if you had exceptionally good RNG and you got a lot of Arcane Missiles procs early on while you didn't have four Arcane charges, um, you were punished for that good RNG, basically, um, by being forced to spend one of those at low Arcane charges. Um, so they did things by creating clear casting, um, disconnecting it from mastery entirely to allow you to fit Arcane Missiles back into the rotation pretty seamlessly. Um, they gave clear casting the buff delay that they gave to Brain Freeze um, that we got in Legion. Um, that does a lot to allow you to just use procs as they come, and you don't feel you don't feel punished for getting a proc at an inopportune time, uh, because if you consume it and you get another one, you can just chain cast that. Right. Um, the problem is the tuning at this point. It feels mostly like a numbers problem. Um, it just simply does not do enough damage. And like Malin said, I can't really think of any other, none of the other specs, and I can't think of any other classes that straight up ignore their procs, especially if it's their only proc that they get. Yeah, um, so. the, on, the only one in my understanding, at least from all the melee that I play, if I play Primal Primer Hot Hands build for enhancement, I will ignore my core proc for the talent proc, right, Hot Hands, but then I still will go right back to Stormstrike after that. And Stormbringer procs, but the 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 back and forth between all three mage specs always come around that they always have they have a proc based system. All three of them do, and there's a hierarchy there because all three need something. If you have too many things going on in the rotation, it's a little bit too much to handle. But that's the weird one, and I never knew where they wanted arcane missiles. I mean, I brought up the arcane missiles thing in, in Legion. Or the, the Legion to BFA beta and a comment in chat was like, the missile build would have been interesting to have, though. But it was kind of stupid. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, the, the volatile nature of Arcane Missiles is that yeah. whenever it's tweaked a little bit too much, um, whenever there's a talent that targets it, we saw that with uh, Mana Adept early in Alpha and Beta. Mm. Um, we saw that again with Arcane Pummeling when they made that a trait and didn't explicitly target clear cast arcane missiles you saw it just become the filler at that point um which i mean you could you could make an argument that it's okay to have these wildly divergent play styles but you have kind of a new problem in that you're you've completely replaced your filler now you're just ignoring a, a different one of your spells basically um, so I, it's, like, it's 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 clearly I'm, very, I'm very tricky to balance i'm confused as to why they even made it like unlinked it from the proc arcane missiles like you never want to cast arcane missiles without the proc Sometimes you don't even want to cast it with the proc. Yeah, that was the thing, is that I think a lot of us expected it to be this on-demand, high-damage nuke that you could cast um, for a crazy amount of mana consumption. Say, if there's some priority target that spawns, you have to burst it down immediately. You could spend a lot of mana on Arcane Missiles to Which burst it down. fit into Arcane's uh, strengths, like trade mana right. for damage. Yeah, it's spec identity kind of 
aligns with that kind of thinking. So I think a lot of us expected that to happen and we expected the, the tuning to eventually come, but it, it just never really happened. And we kind of end up with this really underwhelming arcane missiles at this point that you just never use outside of clear casting. It's like a lot of people don't even know about the free arcane missiles that you get from rule of threes. I don't even think people know that that's a thing on the talent because they would never ever do it. There's no point to do it. Yeah, it was said a lot at the start of um, of BFA. Like Arcane just feels unfinished. It feels like they they redesigned the spec or started redesigning the spec, got like fifty percent of the way through, and then sort of moved on to something more interesting and never came back to us. It's unfortunate. Yeah, I don't think they even know what they want to do with like Arcane missiles and clear casting because do they want it to be a mana tool or do they want it to be like an interesting proc? Because right now. You only care about it because you're regenerating mana during the proc. Uh, like you don't care about the damage at all. It's basically downtime where you're doing a bit of damage um, instead of having this big flashy proc like Melon said before. If I'm trying to apply other caster works to this because you you brought up slipstream earlier in this, and I almost wonder if because of the way that RK missiles works now. And that it is this channeled spell that is free when you get clear casting. Almost kind of feels to me, outside looking in, that Slipstream should just be how Arcane Missiles works all the time. Because that's how, say, Elemental Shaman moves, right? If they've got, they can either reflame shock on the move, or they can use a Lava Surge proc and throw a meatball on the move. But you just have to, you're forced to either take one of the two, but shimmering while you're not caring about missiles makes sense. Or if you had a missiles proc and you could just move while channeling missiles all the time, kind of maybe that'd be too mobile, but Arcane's already super mobile anyway with all their blinking madness and their return well, it's blink. Really, it's really mobile over long distances, right? So you've got shimmer oh, and displacement sure. and stuff yeah. like that. But we really immobile over short distances. So if you just need to move out of fire, you're binary, you're doing DPS, yeah. you're not doing Like DPS. you either use Arcane Barrage, which is most of the time going to hurt you because you have to rebuild your stacks. Right. So you basically yeah. just, yeah, you either shimmer too far, which to be honest, most of the time it's fine. Like <laughs> it doesn't really matter when you move too far or you just, you know, you move. And if you're in melee, you can cast a cane explosion, but yeah, you just sidestep and you don't cost, which feels bad half the time. But yeah. Arcane yeah. is the only spec, uh, mage spec right now that is, kind of disproportionately punished um, for having to move and having no options to move. Um, if you have to move as Frost, you know, you can cast Ice Lance. Maybe you have a Fingers uh, Frost proc, maybe you don't. Um, you can cast Flurry if you have a Brain Freeze proc. Um, if you're Fire, you can Scorch. Uh, you might lose a Heating Up if that doesn't crit, uh, but you have so much reliable on-demand crit generation that it doesn't really affect you in the long run, as opposed to Arcane, where your zero charge Arcane Blasts are so slow and they're doing no damage. You have to, it takes you a while to build back up to, to four Arcane Charges. Um, so you're punished more than any of the other two specs for having to do like these little micro Ice and Scorch don't do a lot of damage, but they do something. Yeah. And yeah, the, the, the major takeaway is that, drugs. yeah, they don't, they don't punish you for having to use them. Even yeah, in exactly. suboptimal conditions, right? And that's that's it's like. Oops. Uh, sorry, okay. it's it's like I said in my show notes. Um, 
we're not fighting Lucifer anymore. We've got to move sometimes. We're not, <laughs> no one can just stand there and... Yeah. So, in, in that, and you've all, all three of you have brought up different ways to look at Arcane versus Frost and Fire. And that's sort of how the pure DPS specs go. And as we do all these spec shows, there'll be one mage show in every block of 12 to get through all 36. And I think that's going to be an interesting way to sort of slowly look at all three of the pure DPS specs with Hunters and Rogues and Warlocks as well, is that for, for myself, if I have different builds with Enhancement or different builds as Elemental, I can swap a build around or some Azurite pieces around. It looks like it always is for the mages that if you need a different build, you just play Frost or you just play Fire. Or if you're a Fire Mage, you can play Arcane. Like that, that's your talent swap is you actually change your spec. So when you switch to and from any of the mage specs, has there been different weird periods of relearning expansion to expansion where one changed so drastically from the other? Or is it just timing differences where you have to really get back into the brain freeze, flurry, ice lance, maybe blink ice lance nonsense we had in, in Legion right now? Has there been a weird period of time greater than the other? And, and Dutch, maybe you could recant some of these periods of time where switching between all three mage specs, because you're still a mage, has been really awkward or jarring for whatever reason that you can remember? Well, I don't really think, for me at least, it hasn't really been like a learning issue. Most of the issues I've had with swapping specs, like in Legion, it was legendaries, because mm. if you had Biss legendaries for fire and no legendaries for arcane, it doesn't matter if arcane is 5% better. Like, you can't swap to Arcane because your Fire Legendary gives you 10% DPS. Uh, in BFA, it's a lot better uh, because you can sort of reuse Azerite pieces, even though it's really annoying if you have to do, like, if you're farming, you're not going to swap spec constantly unless you have duplicates because you're going to have, like, a million respec costs at some point. Um, but for progress, like, I don't really have many issues respecing or, like, learning a different spec because... Even though like some of the tools change over the years, the core specs still kind of like play the same. Right. Um, it's just you know you got to learn small intricacies, but that's just part of raiding. You have to do that if you play one spec as well. So, and to be honest, most of the DPS on progress they're gonna do is gonna be like how well you perform with the like individual boss mechanics right. more than the spec. So, like, and those kind of carry over. Of course, cooldown differences are a bit, like, per spec, there are different cooldowns, so you have to practice that, but it's mostly dealing with movement, dealing with boss mechanics, not losing DPS to uh, boss mechanics. I'm wondering if either of you have a soft spot for, say, old combustion, where it was a huge... <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. But that reaction is is all about all I need compared to the new one. That, because those are old moments that I always wonder about, where the mages sort of go, mm, those crazy skill capable RNG reaction moments. Because if we're talking about the mages in the spectrum here, Arcane is the one that you probably have the most lineups, and that's sort of the theme. And the differences between all three mages right now in 8.1.5. If you had to slap a label on each of the mage specs, I think I need to get, I think you all were really close together, but Dikembe, what, if you're in a store, you're walking down the supermarket aisle and there is a box of frost mage, fire mage, and arcane mage, what label 
is on those as the the branding? What do they excel in comparing all three together? Well, I think Frost is definitely your most reliable choice. It's the safest but, safest bet for you. The one that you can actually cast Frost Bolts for three or four minutes in a row and not have anything proc is the most reliable. Yes, surprisingly. Annoying, <laughs> but reliable. Okay. And can yeah. we just agree that it would be called something like Clevios, <laughs> the hypothetical box of cereal? It would be great. Only I, want these, to it. I want these Photoshop Discord... YouTube comments, Twitter, get on it. Okay, yeah, but go on, sir. Continue. Yeah, that's the it's the one kind of outlier amongst the mage specs because uh, Frost has a very flat overall damage profile for the entire fight. Um, part of that is Icy Veins is not a very good cooldown. Um, it's not very exciting. It doesn't do too much for you. Um, so you have these, you have basically a, almost a flat line of of damage there's not a lot of burst periods and that means that it's not it's not exactly jack of all trades master of none but it's just good enough for pretty much any circumstances uh, so that's why you see it as most people's default choice for for progression especially early progression um, where arcane and fire come into play is when you have periods of high burst damage that are required um, or periods or timings on a boss that align very well with those cooldowns because icy veins, even though it's not good, it's a three minute cooldown. Um, Arcane powers is one and a half minutes, uh, combustion is two minutes. So if you need high burst DPS at quicker intervals, then those two specs are going to perform a lot better in those circumstances. So I think the, the way I put it in in the notes is uh, basically playing frost is is like buying like fruits and vegetables and just ingredients, and you can make kind of whatever dinner that you want mm -hmm. but playing fire and arcane is like buying i don't know 150 dollars worth of taco bell and like 17 <laughs> pizzas with like a quadruple meat and like pepperoni mm. and all kinds of weird stuff and then you just kind of hope that nobody's vegan or, or doesn't like mexican food and you just pray that it just kind of lines up sometimes it's delicious when it works and when everybody's happy uh-huh but in a lot of cases, it doesn't work. Um, so that's when that's when something safer, like you know, buying normal people groceries, might be might be better to put in your cart. I like that. I was I was. Chad is now calling it the Taco Bell spec. I'll take the Taco Bell spec. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So the labels on it, I, I would be interested to see how that works out if we can get some some silly photoshops of that one but then i suppose so so dutch you're in this store which which boxes of mage cereal do you do you put in your cart based on dikembe's well it depends what i'm uh, like what i need for a specific boss basically okay like all of them are good at something right now um like Arcane is the turret spec. It does the best single target DPS. Frost does the best cleave and fire has the best execute. So it's all just kind of, you know, what boss am I killing? Um, most of the time this tier, I've grabbed the, the safe, you know, the vegetables, the, the safe food, because the boss like didn't have any insane DPS checks on any specific point. So you just, you know, you went safe, you picked Frost, you're kind of good at everything, uh, except for Jaina where 
you know, I picked fire this time around, but if I had better arcane traits, I could have actually picked arcane as well. It's just that my fire gear is significantly more optimized than my uh, arcane gear is. Um, plus, well, fire is a lot more mobile, which is kind of nice when you're like progressing a new boss as well. Right. Uh, especially if they like a, a fight like Jaina, where there's quite a lot going on as well at certain points. Oh, there uh, absolutely is. And a so, lot of the, yeah. in the same vein, once you get to Jaina, if you haven't like watched the broadcast and they're working on Jaina right now or, or anything like that, it's funny how the first eight minutes or a little less than eight minutes of the encounter is sort of just do the motions. And then once you get to the burn, you have 80 seconds to kill the boss. Whatever you can do in that 80 seconds to, to I mean, at least the, the prevailing strategy now is whatever it does the most in 80 seconds or so, that's the spec you play, more or less. So Yeah, like phase one. I think we've progressed one night with 19 people and like you don't even notice in the first like half of the fight. So it's just you pick what's best in phase three. And for me, that's fire. For other people, it might be arcade. Yeah. But both are like completely fine, I guess. Depending on your raid group, even Frost could work, but I feel like you're kind of, you know, you have better options. Those those Frost Orbs are going to get stuck on Ballistas or fly off the boat, so just... Probably fall through the boat as well. Uh, yeah, or that. So, I want to go to Mallet on this. What what do you put in your cart? The same? I don't know if you had a yeah, follow-up. Yeah, I've stuck with the Fruit and Bench. Uh, it's easy, it's safe, it's reliable. It's hard to mess up as Frost. Um, I keep looking for an opportunity to take the... Oh, someone come up with a funny name for an arcane cereal. Chat, go for it. Um, I keep wanting to take that arcane cereal off the shelf and put it in my basket. Uh, I keep trying it on different bosses, and it, and I've got three equipoise traits. So I'm in a pretty good spot for it, but it's just hard to you know it's hard to justify losing all that mobility, any sort of cleave potential at all. Um, Unless it's a pure like single target boss, or at least you're only attacking one target at a time, maybe Grong uh, is is pretty good for it. Um, Jade Fire Mast, no, no, not even Jade Fire because that's all that's really cleave heavy. Mechatork um, can be okay, but there's a hell of a lot of mobility needed there. So, you know, all these fights they just have their things that I was going to use a rude word there with PG thirteen <laughs> that mess up Arcane. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've stuck to the safe, the safe option, uh, for most of it. Now, I, ooh. I, I actually think you can play arcane like and be very competitive on basically mm. every single boss, except like jade fire, you know, glacial spike cleave, yeah. like rastakhan. You can definitely play arcane as well if you're in the underground team or whatever you call it. You know, the burn bonsamdi uh, team. Uh, like the first boss, Champion of Light, it doesn't really matter what you play, I guess, but it's basically a single target spec uh, sure. fight there. Uh, most fights come down to like single target, uh, except Jade Fire, at least the damage that matters. Uh, blockade, I guess. Frost is really good as well because of the two target cleave. But aside from those two bosses, like Jade Fire and Blockade, I think Arcane can be the best spec as well. Depending you on. You need to game. be comfortable playing it. Right? Yeah, for sure. If you don't know, like, how to deal with the mechanics as arcane, uh, and you have to blink out of your rune of power. You're not gonna have a good time. Ew, yeah, yeah, you need to oh, know well. how the fight works and when you can use your cooldowns, when it's safe to use your cooldowns. Um, 
back in when we were progressing Argus Mythic, you know, back in back in Legion, we had uh, three mages in the raid: myself and a guy called Kaza, and we were both Frost. We were safe, we knew it. Um, and then we had uh, another mage in orbit who was in the chat, um, who is like diehard arcane. He played arcane the entire expansion, even when it was theoretically the worst spec, and he rocked it. He was so good at it. Um, and now he's re-rolled Shaman for some reason. Well, I mean, Elemental Shaman got <clears throat> a little bit of love. Just putting that out there. I would assume he's playing Elemental, right? Uh, elemental and Resto. Yeah, I yeah. think he may have re-rolled to become one of the best DPS in the game. <laughs> he may have played into his choice. It's such a weird sentence to put Elemental Shaman, or the word Shaman, as best DPS in the game in the history of WoW. What is this, Mop? <laughs> like, Mop Enhancement. Oh, goodness. But Yeah, they're just they're in a pretty decent spot, I think, right now. So, Arcane Power is on the way up. Evocation timing is good to go. So, how does the Arcane Mage function, then, with all of its cool-down gobbledygook, right? How does everything line up? Because there's a certain cast sequence to line everything up. Arcane Power, I mean, uh, sorry, Root of Power has a cast time now, you know, sure, why not? But normally a spec has a rotation, which is consistent, but the overall piece of the Arcane Puzzle is purely utilizing and lining up your cooldowns to have the moments of power and fully utilizing, you know, the finger blasting that comes into play with playing Arcane Mage. So walk me through maybe the different scenarios or how you plan that out ahead of time, right? Malin, we'll go back to you on this one. How do you plan that those steps ahead of a time? Um, it's actually really simple. It's really binary as to whether you can enter your cooldown or not. Um, a, is there going to be a boss mechanic that forces me to move? If no, go to the next chart. Uh, is my rune of power available? Is my arcane power available? Am I at four arcane charges? And do I have enough mana? And with overpowered, that could be anything like 30% and up. Uh, maybe even lower. Like, overpowered is, is true to his name. It's so overpowered. It's ridiculously powerful uh, talent. Um, and it invalidates mana. But we'll come on to that. Um, so, yeah, basically, like, as long as all of those things are true, then you go into your rotation, and it is, unlike uh, most specs now, it is actually a rotation. It's not a cooldown, it's not a priority order. Uh, it is a cooldown, but it's not like priority. It is just a, a rotation when you're in Arcane Power, which is Arcane Blast, um, depending on your haste. You know, it could be up to eight times, maybe. And then Presence of Mind, Arcane Blast, Arcane Blast. As long as that last Arcane Blast, the uh, global cooldown falls, just as your cooldowns fade, then you've done it right. You end the rotation, or end that arcane power burst with the, the two instant cast ones. Hmm. Yeah, because of opening. Right, yeah, because you can cast it on the... Okay. Imagine, though, how does the cast sequence to start off with work? What goes down first? Arcane power or the rune of power? Oh, right, okay. Um, yeah, it's rune first, then arcane power. Because arcane power with overpowered is more powerful than rune of power, so you want to, you know, get as much time out of it as you can. Okay. And with the global cooldown changes, <laughs> you can't just plunk them all down at once. Right. There, it's like a setup phase. It almost has. There's. I don't know if you've any of you played Dragon Age before. There are casting moments in Dragon Age when you're playing, you know, a mage build, 
where you have like the setup and the cast spell and sort of the follow-up and that sort of feels like how the arcane teeter-totter rolls versus just like i'm gonna pop combustion well i think now fire is back to rune of power too but we can get into theirs during the crucibles timeline but the yeah it's exactly like that um you've got your four you, taking it back to the turret you build your turret you fortify it and then you fire out. <laughs> okay so arcane mages are just torbjorn <laughs> yes <laughs> fair enough or the the engineer in team fortress 2 i suppose either would work when going over how mana works now just to confirm because in the testing that i did way back in the day i thought you would evocate to full and then do the rotation is that not how it works do you usually evocate after the burn to stay high mana or do you want to be at full mana when you start the burn no with overpowered um you don't need to be a full mana or anywhere close to it you can be at 30 percent and you can go through your entire burn and then evocate afterwards and then burn down to the equipoise trait level which is what about 70 80 percent um and just hover around that until your next burn is ready okay basically is the yeah, due to the um the arcane power mana reduction and it being overwhelmingly uh buffed by overpowered yeah um, there's been pretty much no reason for you to really pay attention to your mana um that's kind of the misconception that people have about how arcane functions um nowadays is that it's you know it's the mana spec it's all about mana management and regulating your mana consumption um it's you know it's actually not like that um it's pretty much just making it's basic arithmetic it's making sure that your cooldowns are going to align properly in one one and a half minute intervals um, making sure that you have a rune of power for this massive burst phase um, things like that um, so it's yeah because of overpowered kind of nullifying mana as a condition it's not something that you've had to really care about for a while now the closest that we've come is equipoise um, introducing this this mana this mana threshold that you want to stay above uh, because that's going to be a buff to your to your burst phase if your arcane blast is doing more damage and that's the only thing that you're casting during arcane power um, having this damage buff from equipoise is obviously going to help you out quite a lot so you want to maintain that for your your burst phase uh, but Outside of that, that's pretty much your only mana mana concern um, because you don't have to pay too much attention to it to have enough mana to burn at this point. So then, Dutch, put a bow on that. So where do secondary stats fall then with this huge damage stacking window of time that you're playing at? Because if you're looking at, and we'll talk about overpowered in the second section, but yeah, the arcane power damage increase by 60% and the mana cost down by 60% during arcane power. And then you stack it with rune of power. So you get that huge 40% damage modifier for eight seconds or so after you get the cast time off. But where is just versatility is king. You just want more flat damage. Where is mastery at? I mean, what are the secondary stats um, looking like? Well, <laughs> secondary stats, like most specs now, it's just basically simming yourself uh, because... It's so different depending on your gear, your traits, all that kind of stuff. Uh, however, for like burst DPS, it's actually more about crit than first because getting like oh. two or three big crits is way more valuable than doing like two or three percent more damage with each individual cost. Like you, if you look at the meters while you're bursting, and you may as well because you don't really have anything to think about. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> you can literally see your damage skyrocket every time you crit, and you can see it fall every time you don't crit. Um, aside from that, like you need enough haste to fit nine arcane blasts in. Uh, that's going to depend on like your latency a bit, but it's around nine percent. Uh, it's basically just you know like go to raid bots and click top gear and yeah equip whatever it, it tells you to uh, to equip. It's interesting to find out there are all these these little parts of the the puzzle of any spec that comes into play here that almost has like a shadow priesty nature to it with the amount of haste you you want to optimally do X during Y right back to the beginning of the show we talked about these kind of things so is that the the baseline right now during an arcane power cycle you want nine blasts is that where it's at you said yeah we have a um a spreadsheet floating around in the mage discord oh. um that i originally made and had the wrong value for time warp so it was wrong for a little while that's kind of embarrassing um but it wasn't that it wasn't that far off okay actually somebody fixed it now we have the actual exact values that you need and it basically is tracking the haste ratings that you need and how many arcane blasts that you could fit into rune of power with um time warp up or with time warp and berserking up or with nothing up you know those kind of different combinations to figure out you know kind of a, a guiding line like the best answer still is basically simit and you'll you'll find out quantifiably okay how much of a stat that you need but it's a decent starting point to figure out like where these breakpoints are. It's a bit like back when we had uh, full dot ticks from haste, um, as opposed to just partial dot ticks, and then you would build up to a certain level of haste, and then haste would become your worst stat, complete trash, until you add the possibility of getting to the next breakpoint. It's exactly like that now. Yeah, the arcane blast are basically dot ticks during Rune of Power. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. You're just yeah. you're the dot. That's just ticking it, and every time you hit a key press, yes, okay. you are the dot. That's you creeping are... for like 200k. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, for and sure. Haste, Haste actually has this kind of interesting and annoying at times interaction um, with mastery in particular, um, where sir, since your mana regen is not affected at all by haste, you're actively punished by getting gear. Um, so the more haste that you get, the higher your mana consumption rate is going to be. Um, so you basically are gaining haste to support your ability to consume mana at a, at a certain rate, but you also need X amount of mastery to support the mana that you are consuming. Right. Uh, so it's this, it's this kind of like little balancing act, um, which is like interesting mathematically, but yeah, if you, if you're getting too much haste gear, then you're, you know, in a way punishing yourself because you may not be able to, in theory, sustain the rotation that you're trying to do. That was more of a problem back in Legion. It's not really that much of a problem now, um, given how much they've nerfed the mana penalty from Arcane Charge, um, yeah. alongside Rule of Threes giving you the free Arcane Blast, and Overpowered still being overpowered. Being what it is. That. Sure. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot less consideration of, of that being being a problem but it's still it's still an interaction that's that's in the game it's just less of a less of an issue compared to legion when the rotation was grossly mana negative it was impossible to have any kind of mana neutral or mana positive rotation it's funny to see the timeline of how like burn burn high conserve low or or float in the middle or right now you kind of don't really care about it that much but sort of with a trait 
it's it's funny to find that like that timeline of of where this spec has gone where I feel like frost and fire have just sort of like slowly refined over the years and like really pinpointed but it arcane is in a weird spot but to continue this arcana coaster uh with something a little silly uh a, a moment of silence for quickening please beautiful thank you i don't want to speak ill of the dead but i don't miss quickening so much <laughs> like, like we're, i don't know if we're all being disrespectful dearly departed no i, I quickening, again quickening was silly. i'm so glad someone else said it i am yeah. a i am a fledgling fire mage like i have my fire mage ult it's fun void elf and that's a little bit of like it's only i only play fire mage a little bit because i at least it's somewhat similar to how elemental shaman plays but when i was testing going into bfa and i saw this talent and i could game the hell out of it on the terrible copy characters and when i set my information into my two passes and said this is going to break your game you went wrong but it went live uh -huh. and lo and behold it broke the game <laughs> yeah i think back to the show that was done with i think coma said it best when we did the early legion show about mages where it's like we we tried to explain that this is going to be a problem yeah um you can't you really can't put anything in the game and say okay it's not going to get that bad players aren't going to go crazy with this they're not going to find a way to break the game <laughs> they're going to find a way to break the game that's literally that's the meta for a lot of people. That's why they pay the monthly sub is to figure out how to break the game the most. Of course. And then do the most damage with it. Um, oh. So what happens? You end up with this really degenerate rotation where you're literally just spamming Nether Tempest and sitting there AFK trying to build stacks of quickening and then burning all your mana in three seconds. Right. Which is, I mean, it's it's this fun balancing act. It's almost like surrender to madness where if you screw it up, you're completely crippled for the whole fight and you're useless. Uh, but or it's also in Surrender to Madness's case. Or, yeah, you're even, or even worse in Surrender to Madness's case because <laughs> you're perma dead for the entire fight. Right. But your DPS is perma dead if you lose your quickening stacks or you don't align them properly. Right. Even after they nerfed it, if you don't align that with your burn phase, if you miscalculated the timing and all your stacks are gone, you've benefited. You've gotten no benefit from that talent for your burn phase, and that's what Arcane is about. So, um, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't miss that volatility. Um, in a talent right now. I've, we've glazed over it a few times, but I wanted to sort of put like the bookend to the overpower discussion here. And I don't think it's, it's not just probably overpowered itself. It definitely comes down to rule of threes, which is just probably the fun or obviously most fun talent in that top row. The 15 is sort of like a, maybe a rotational defining one, but rule of threes and the way that it helps the rotation roll forward with mana consumption or, or not consuming it. It seems that it's like the core of how the spec works right now, right? Rule of threes and overpower. But when you get to a point with any expansion where something seems so necessary for the spec to sort of overall function, is that really just overpowered or is it overshadowing the rest of the spec, though? Malin, you want to walk me through just why overpowered is so good and what it did to the spec to change it to where we are now in 8.15 it makes everything you do well better basically um overpowered 
Arcane's a completely cooldown light spec, and it makes our cooldown just flat out better. There is no downside to it at all. Um, to take it, you're sacrificing maybe more fun talents like Arcane Orb or uh, uh, Temporal Anomaly, which you know have the potential to be really cool. But Overpowered, you know, it increases the damage bonus and it makes you use less mana, so you can burn for longer. What is not to use in that? It's 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 too good, right. frankly. I, it I, also has the entire problem, I guess, if you mm. want to call it a problem. I, I call it a problem. That you don't care about when you start your burn phase. Yeah, absolutely. At all. You just, you're like, oh, arcane power is ready, rune of power is ready. Guess I'm going. Like, <laughs> I'm 12% mana, but I'll be okay because I picked this overpowered talent. Do you like, actually. Like, legit, 20% is all you need, like, depending mm -hmm. on your mastery mm -hmm. and haste. Yeah, do you, yeah. you probably, probably regen more mana during that than you spend, right? Even it's stacking the. It, yeah. it is almost mana neutral, yeah. Wow, yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of I think back to things like the glyph of arcane power for previous expansions, Ooh. Um, where it's like Melon said, there's there's zero drawback to taking overpowered. It just makes everything that you do better, and it also enables you to stop caring about things like mana. So it makes the game easier for you, right? As in addition to being better. Uh, but you think of something like glyph of arcane power, where it made your burst better, it made your arcane power 100 percent longer, but it also increased the cooldown. By 100%. So you had this gameplay decision that was given to players where they had to basically decide, is it better for me to have a stronger burst at longer in at longer intervals, or is it more important for me to have more frequent bursts? Um, and Wad, it was uh, kind of a no-brainer. It's like, we have the legendary ring at a certain point, so I can't use Glyph of Arcane Power. I need my stuff to be available for the ring. Um, so that kind of killed that Glyph. But in theory, it it's it. I like those opportunities for for players to actually have decisions to make um, to optimize for certain for different circumstances based on the encounter or based on yeah. how they like to play. Yeah, yeah. And I I like to try playing with the other talents. I like Arcane Orb a lot, uh, especially when I'm doing Mythic Plus and AOE. Oh yeah. Um, I think Temple yeah. Anomaly is really fun, but you can't use it. You just can't. It's it's a weird one. That's one of their new talents they just kind of slapped in there, which is definitely pretty fun. But yeah, you bring that up. And well, we can kind of go over talent stuff a little bit later. But I was actually expecting that turned into way more of a little, you know, bookend than I was expecting. I thought Mal was going to be like, it makes what you do better or, or more well good, right? Britishism. And I was, thought that was going to be it. That's all you need to say. And uh, there's so many uh, issues with uh, yeah, overpowered. Yeah, you can yeah, quite a lot to say about overpowered over the past couple of you years. You know all those documents you got? Yeah. yeah. There's more of those lying around. <laughs> they all mentioned overpowered. Yeah. It's... I think when I, I wrote for, I wrote some things for Wowhead for about Arcane, and I think I literally had an information about overpowered, even though it did not change whatsoever. It was supposed to be about Battle for Azeroth mm -hmm. and new stuff and things right. that were changing. I was like, yeah, here's all this stuff that changed. But we got to talk about Overpowered for that. <laughs> just, just forget. Yeah, Wipe it all away. Just this. Just to, just to kind of hammer it home that, like, it really, it really seems like a problem. And since it hasn't been, it's been, it was nerfed after it was redesigned a little bit because it was over-overpowered. Um, but it hasn't been touched since. So, I mean, we can only infer that this is just how it's supposed to work. 
Um, and that just, yeah, it it just seems, seems weird to me. Be happy with it like it is because it so massively overshadows any other talent pick. Yeah. yeah. But we've seen no changes to it. The weird thing is that all three mages have a 100 talent, a cooldown defining talent that does interact with your base cooldown. And not every spec has that. So it's always probably a huge balancing act to give a spec a cooldown, essentially buff talent, and not either make it garbage or way too good. It's tough. I'm sure it's a very huge, not only just math problem, but just a fundamental design quandary that they have to figure that out. So having more combustions isn't like crazy unless you get a lot more combustions and certain fights have sort of egregiously done that. I think back to like Mythic Helia, for example, where your ignite goes everywhere. So all of a sudden it's combustion again. And then, oh, a combustion again. Oh, oh so. Good times, man. Good times. <laughs> Good times. But that, I think we need to get some, some chat Q&A wiggled in here. So my guests can step away for just a moment while I blather on about a few things as sort of the mid-show commercial break. So if you have questions for our guests, of course, about Arcane Mage or Mages in general right now, ask them rapid fire FAQs coming up here in a moment. But save those for chat here in just a moment. But I want to make sure I give a big shout out to my new partners and sponsors that you can support the show, the stream, and everything in between in a multitude of ways, depending on what you're doing. And if you're looking at getting some parts and pieces and bits and bobs for an upcoming PC build or present or something, then there is a Corsair link down below. Recently got partnered and sponsored with them. And if you support the show in this regard, because you're already going to be buying Corsair bits and pieces, then that helps me keep doing what I'm doing right here and keep talking to nerds about nerdy things. But you can go check out the Corsair link right down below the stream to get any of the stuff. And of course, if you buy something that has Jackson's face on it, that's even better. That's it's Bashir, if those don't know his first name. But he is also on the team as well. Maybe one day you can have my dumb face plastered on Corsair bits and bobs. You never know. I don't know. Additionally, Elgato was picked up by Corsair, and there's a link also for Elgato down below. I've been using a whole bunch of Elgato stuff recently. I have their capture card, got their cam link for when I go traveling. I have to use my camera. I've got the green screen for when I do green screen stuff on stream now. So if you're looking at getting into any of those, there's actually a giveaway going on on my Twitter right now for the Elgato stream deck. Oh, that's the wrong scene. There it is. So you can go hit me up on Twitter if you want a chance to win one of those stream decks. And actually, I brought this up on the show last week, which is crazy to me. This may be called a stream deck, but this is just a crazy LED macro board that you can use for anything. If you're like a movie producer, a movie producer, music, I was going to say, or a graphic designer, you can code and program in a ton of different hotkeys to the stream deck to do like open new files or change your brush or whatever. So it's way more than that. But... Go check out Twitter for the giveaway for there, of course. And then if you have anything you want to grab from either of those, check those links down below before you do so. Even if you want to just click on them, just click on them and look at them. You know, just, just do that. It's fine. Just go browse around. But I'm actually getting a, a new PC set up to finally graduate to being a real streamer and have the two PC set up and the new boxes being put together has a ton of Corsair in it, if not the entire thing. And... One more piece of news that there is a command for in chat that is on the horizon. There's still something else. Another one of those not clickbait, bay clickbaits where I say I have news or an announcement coming up, but which is which is it? 
So that's coming out soon. But all those links down below. Of course, if you're on YouTube right now, all those links are in the description box. And if you're on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music, where these are also uploaded as MP3 audio-only podcasts, then it'll be on my website, or you can go to YouTube or Twitch. They're both over there. But thank you very much for the years. This is the fourth expansion in a row doing the show, and this is the most expansive coverage we will do, and that's because of your support. Letting me keep doing this. Because before, we had the weird back and forth where, why did Elemental Shaman get its own show, but not all the mages? Here we are. But it'll take 36 Sundays. Next Sunday, I will be at PAX. Hopefully streaming from PAX. If not, IRL stream or something like that. But I'll have some time there. So if you're up at PAX East up in Baston, maybe you can bump into me there. And then we have Marksman Hunter on the horizon this Sunday after we get back. And then we'll prep the next four shows once I get back from my trip. And we'll know what's going on with those. But we'll have, definitely have a tank coming up. We'll have a healer coming up. There might be some votes on Twitter if you want to pick which ones are in what order. So go check those out if you want to sort of influence the shows on the horizon but question time i've got some rapid fire q a guests are back i actually pushed the wrong scene during there because i have bad fingers however we have the first one i want to ask while chat catches up I'll go back to Mallon on this one because you did, you should have talked about it for a little bit. I'm going to bring up on screen here and time anomaly, your new fun talent down the 100 tier. At any moment, you have a chance to gain arcane power for eight seconds, gain evocation for one second or gain four arcane charges. Is time anomaly good or V word? It's viable. Depends what you mean with good. Oh, all of you were like, no, yeah. Numerically, it's not good right now. Like, just thematically, <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. yeah but from a playstyle no, point of view, oh, sorry. <laughs> from a playstyle point of view, I actually kind of like it because it feels like you can min max it a lot. And I like whenever hmm. the game like promotes min maxing. Um, like, hmm. you get an arcane proc, arcane power proc. So you wanna, you know, you wanna do a mini burn, or like you get some free mana, so you can do another mini burn because you just jump to 100%, and you can burn to like 80% with equipoise again. Um, I think all those kind of things are really good for the game. I just kind of wish I could pick the talent, but you know, because it's an extra proc to play with outside of clear casting. How is it RPPM based? How often? It's decker cards based, actually. Oh, uh, yeah. this, this was the, this was the fun part oh, of the time anomaly is figuring oh. out how the hell it actually works. <laughs> yeah, the guys who were oh. writing the eight bell were just like, screw uh, this talent, yeah. man. Which, how does it work? And, and, and in case it actually came up, I actually had this open for you. Ooh, that I put in chat. It actually involved quite a lot of data collection and combing through logs, which was basically me hitting a dummy while I was at work for twelve hours. Um. And then looking at the procs that happened as a result of that, and we had to basically deduce that it was deck of cards based um, and figure out these different conditions. Because there's actually additional kind of circumstances that the talent considers when it tries to figure out what it's going to actually proc. Um, it can't refresh buffs. It can't proc during, uh, like, it can't proc evocation if you're channeling evocation. Um, it can't refresh your arcane power. Uh, at least not anymore. It could at first, I believe. Yeah. 
Uh, it can't proc arcane charges if you're above two arcane charges. Uh, uh, it, it does. It doesn't work with brainstorm, but it does work with rule of three. Like, it has a lot of weird interactions that obviously can't fit in the tooltip. Like I don't fault Blizzard for that, but this was the only. This was the fun part of time anomaly, is just figuring out how it worked based on you know, playing the game and looking through logs. It but, has a lot of conditionals. Yeah, it's it has some yeah. some extra some extra logic to it. Protection, right? Yeah. In addition, and then that's all based around the deck of cards uh, RNG system. Okay. It's it can be or it has the potential to be useful in Mythic Plus because you get these procs and it helps you clear a pack. Cool. Um, again, overpowered is just too good to, to compete. <laughs> but yeah, there, are, there are situations where I can see time anomaly being really good, and as Dutch said, it lets you min max. Um, currently, it's just a little undertuned. It's a little more and min than honest. max right now. A little problem. more min than max. <laughs> oh, okay. Exactly. It, is, it is pretty RNG still. So if you don't, like, even if it and Overpowered were really similar on paper, theoretically very similar, I think you'd still see a lot more people taking Overpowered because it's reliable. Now, in that realm of how Blizzard would ever tune things like this, they would probably just nerf Overpowered to like 30%, 30%. Instead of buffing time anomaly, though, you know they would. It's kind of hard to buff like time anomaly, right? Without just giving you like fifty percent uptime on arcane power or something crazy. Yeah, um, seems fine. It's, a, it's quite a, quite a difficult talent, I think, to uh, to do. Right, yeah, they actually had to incrementally tweak it quite a bit um, when it first came out. The um, interactions between the buffs were a little different. I think right. arcane, the arcane power buff that it procced was was longer, I believe. Oh, um, so they had to you know twist the knobs a little bit, um, but they twisted it kind of into irrelevance, unfortunately, because um, it just it can't compete with overpowered right now. Uh oh. How about <clears throat> which does more DPS? An alliance arcane mage. Or a horde arcane mage. Very sad Sad that I have to say a horde arcane mage. Ah, I mean yeah. you get you get berserking and it really helps you. you know, um extra I'm arcane alliance till I die. Even though I really the horde guild. What, whatever the alliance races that maps to um actually no, vice versa. There's there's one weird instance where there it's it's both. Um, on Rastakhan, when you get MC'd, your racials actually count for your actual race than your MC'd race. Um, so your MC'd body can use Berserking. So if you can get MC'd and use Berserking and then come out of it and then power whatever <laughs> racial you have, then that's the best possible what scenario. Is, what is this? Cool. No. Not at all niche. No, oh, that's min maxing. That's, that's, yeah, that's min maxing. Now that's we're thinking with, thinking with portals, yeah. How about uh, leveling a mage right now in the game? What spec should you run for like doing dungeons or islands? Probably all agree, just frost. probably frost. It's always been a frost. Like yeah. you get crowd control, you get on demand. Well, not on demand, but you get burst. Um, I've tried leveling as arcane, and it's really hard. It's really painful. Um, don't do it, kids. Like yeah. don't do arcane for leveling. Uh, fire can be okay, but it's pretty difficult as well. Like, Frost is just what? a superior spec. Wait, I think I leveled my mage as arcane, because you would just explode and barrage through choice. dungeons. I... Okay, yeah, sure. If I you're going to level through dungeons, well. 
Yeah. Yeah. But out in the open world, I'd, I'd argue that Frost is just going to always be superior. Um, okay. As for what dungeons to run, I have a list on Wowhead on the gear guide for uh, for Arcane Mages. Really? I do. Yes. Well, of, of these, this current expansions uh, ones as well, at least. Waycrest is a really good one to run, and Told the Gore. They give a lot of good. Speaking of which, shout out to the A, the Wowhead guides evolving over time, but B, of course, the the huge Arcane Mage guide. You can check the whole thing out on on Wowhead. They have st how long does these take to edit now when new patches come out or new expansions come out? Because there's so many more topics that Wowhead puts into everything. The table of contents here, a lot. Yeah, they they take a, quite a long time. I mean, it depends on what's been what's changed in a patch, but in the expansion, when new expansion launches, we're talking weeks of my time. When 8.1.5 launched, it took me uh, very little time to update my guides. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> or 8.1 for that matter. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Reworks, apparently. Oh, here's a fun one. Have you seen an increase for portal requests since the onset of the portal room in 815? Hmm. No. Oh, nope. I, I mean, I don't really read whispers that often either wow. from like random people. To wow. be honest. <laughs> it's in a separate tab. I used to have a uh, a slash DND message uh, that I would put on every time I went into a city, and it was like, this is back in vanilla. Um, portals five gold. Like, and then people would always just whisper me, and then they'd be like, and I'd be, I just automatically whisper back to them like. Portals of Five Gold, because that's the only thing people would ever whisper you about right. as a mage. Um, or, or they would either ask you to make food and water for their yeah. group dungeon run. Um, <laughs> but no, I haven't seen any, I haven't had to return that macro. Thankfully. The last portal request that I can remember getting was in Dallas. Somebody wanted a portal to order more. And I was almost mad, because that's the only portal <laughs> that you have left. Oh, and no. Still asked me for one. Oh. It's literally the only portal in the city. They did confirm, the blue post did confirm the Caverns of Time portal is being added to the portal rooms soon. Because they did say they can expand upon them. There are, at least in the, the Stormwind one, there's another hallway they could ploop out. So, oh, they can just make a portal that goes to a different le level of them. So we, we, we won. Caverns of Time mm -hmm. portal coming back. So. Don't tease me by telling me what the Stormwind room looks like. I miss Stormwind. It's so pretty. I miss it so much. I've, I've had to transfer to play with my friends, and I've got a hole in the ground with spikes on it. I hate it. Yeah, I went from an terrible. actual castle to a mud hut I with miss, some spikes. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. How about I have a literal you get circum, <sighs> No, I don't. I went nightborn. <laughs> oh. oh no! Oh no! He went for the slut mog. That's a DPS increase. If you had to choose a spec to play for the rest of the expansion right now, and you could only play that mage spec to Kimbe, what would it be? Uh, Boomkin. I. My Boomkin outsims my my mage. Two I... two of three of my mage specs right now. That's not the. If I had to pick a mage spec, because I love mage, I don't think I'll ever swap from it. It's the, I'm a, kind of a one-trick pony. Um, it's I don't know. It's a tough choice. I would I more I really want fire to be good on everything at all times. Yeah. Um, I know I know it can't be. 
I know it's really good. It was really good for Cahoon. It was, it's really good for Jaina right now because of, you know, these rotting execute phases that they have. You're trying to burn the boss before the raid melts, basically. So, you know, it's good that you can get invited to the last boss with those specs. It's not so good that the rest of the instance doesn't feel as, as powerful. Yeah. So, and Aldera was definitely a lot better than it is now. How about this one? Hey, Dutch. Uh, if you had the choice to remove Rune of Power from World of Warcraft right now, would you? Definitely not. I actually like the talent. I think it's good. Like the old Rune of Power was horrible, where it was permanent. But now that it it has a like decent cooldown and it only lasts ten seconds, and it's actually pretty big, I think it's uh, it's a great cooldown because. You have to plan for it. You can't just place it down uh, and then instantly have to blink out of it because there's fire or something. It's, uh, yeah, I think it's a good cooldown. It allows you to, uh, like, min-max. It, uh, it's, like, you can use it for add waves or something like that. Um, requires planning. Please don't remove a Blizzard. I like it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I found Rune of Power, actually, as, as it stands. Um, it was awful in Mists. It was just terrible. It was like tiny and it was a permanent thing you had to keep down all the time. Yeah. It was terrible. Um, as it is now, yeah, I like it. Fits really well with Arcane, fits pretty well with Fire. Um, no real complaints. Like, and it's a short cooldown. It's fun. Yeah, it's okay. pretty interesting to see how the opinion of Rune of Power has. Right. I'm sitting here just nodding, of... going, like, I've been missing Miss of Pandaria, and everyone's all like, remove this damn spell from the game. And you guys all were just like, yeah. You know, it's uh, throughout e like each expansion, each it's kind of been iterated less and less annoying, but there's still you know a vocal amount of people that really, really, really don't like it. Yeah, um, I wasn't really playing back in Mists, but from the horror stories that people they t they talk about like Vietnam flashback war stories almost, where <laughs> they remember like not having evocate and doing permanent conserve phases and yeah, it, it being permanent on the ground and it was like three pixels wide. Um, now now you place it when you need it. It's only a couple seconds. It covers a much larger area than it appears to. It's like, it, it keeps getting easier. It's in the best state that it's ever been in. Um, so yeah, I don't I actually I don't think it's... Remove Divacate. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, it also gives you a nice excuse to not move out of fire and just ask your healers to heal you. Uh, yeah. like, give me pain um, I mean, rune of power. Uh, what was the bridge boss in Nighthold? Croesus? Croesus. Uh, yeah, yeah, Croesus. I um, I started my cooldown rotation, and then he fired a death beam at me, and I didn't move, and I was like, no, I was committed to that. I, I didn't live through Did it. Did you survive? Oh, yeah. Okay, but our that. healers respected me, is oh. what I tell myself. Yeah. They didn't heal you, though. Yeah, it is. No, it was. They respected it. A lot of respect on the ground. How about... Yeah. We didn't really go over AoE too much. However... Do either any of you have a little thought bubble or a suggestion or idea towards if Arcane Mage needs another AoE spell or ability? Because right now, outside of you plop a root of power down and you hit Arcane Explosion, Arcane Explosion, Arcane Explosion, Arcane Explosion, Barrage, Arcane Explosion, Arcane Explosion, Arcane... Maybe, like a, maybe you get a little ribbon in there with some Nether Tempest? Be an arcane orb and a barrage, but is it is it good? Is it a fine place, or is it still because kind of, it's a bit of a joke, right? I think that you can set up thinks... a drinking bird on your keyboard and do the arcane major rotation. 
Yeah. We we just have a combo system in our AOE yeah. rotation, which is like fine, I guess, if you like combo systems. But Arcane is supposed to be about managing mana, and mm. AOE used to definitely be about managing mana because you would go oom um if you did your AOE rotation too long. Right. Like if you did it inefficiently. But now, like it's almost mana neutral as well. You just use a rune, like a rule of three proc every now and then, or an arcade blast to get an arcane charge, and like which feels it's bad, completely mana neutral. Yeah, like yeah. being on ten targets and costing an arcane blast is kind of weird. But I don't know. The AOE rotation is just kind of boring. I'm not really sure how to fix it though. Um, but I just yeah. really like the interaction that the spells have right now, where you're just no. building to a finisher. It's it's about as one dimensional as the the single target rotation is. Unfortunately, they both kind of suffer from the same. We're just spamming a filler for a while. Um, you just have this, like Dutch said, it's this weird combo point system almost with arcane barrage. Um, I know the prevalent meme amongst arcane players is to make arcane orb baseline. Ooh. I don't know if that would fix. I don't know if that would fix anything. I think it's an interesting idea. I always thought that maybe arcane orb should be replaced by. Maybe something like the legendary effect from Legion, where barraging had a chance to fire another arcane orb for you, um, because that did a ridiculous amount of AOE damage. It was insanely good. I mean, that's RNG. You can't really depend on it. But when you were doing a dungeon or you're doing um, some kind of AOE encounter with a lot of trash, like ENR or something, and you got constant arcane orb procs from arcane barrage, you did massive amounts of damage. Right. Um, so it might be something that in an AOE scenario you could actually compete with overpowered. Maybe you know it'd be an, a, another avenue of decision making for you to make. Because I'm looking at it right in the same way that you have the single target set up for how your turret build right, build it, fortify it, launch your turret. You do have that that charged up barrage, arcane orb barrage, or whatever combination they're in that like bursty kind of AOE, but. In this realm, you get to a high fortified key, and that does 10% of the mob's health because they have so much HP, so it really doesn't do anything. And it's also, it's a spec for it, as the guides and everything write out. Whereas, say, I can play my Havoc Demon Hunter or my Enhancement Shaman, and I change one talent. And then I can do the exact same thing, but I have a better AoE spell. So... Yeah, Arcane yeah. is in a really bad place with its Azerite traits, specifically, mm. and, and its talents as well. Um, because you have to completely change them if you want to do single target or if you want to do um, AoE. So AoE, mm. you need Explosive Echo uh, talent, uh, sorry, trait. And single target, you want like Equipoise and Arcane Pummeling. Uh, and obviously there's, there's talents and things you want as well. And the, the two just, <laughs> never the twain shall meet. Is there's a weird back and forth, I think, because specializing in a, a play style specifically is really helpful. And again, it depends on the key you're running. If you're going to put the Mythic Plus, you know, box ahead of us that if you're running three DPS and you have a really AOE focused tank, maybe you don't even need to worry about AOE. You're there for boss damage, right? It's the Feral Druid problem where Feral Druid's keeping this bad rap. But if you pay attention to the Feral Druids that are out there right now and you do like boss damage look on Warcraft logs... They're there. They're, they are there in spades right now. But their AoE is just like, meh. So I guess it depends yeah. on what you're doing as a player, as the spec in the situation you're in. So, yeah, It's really important for, for people to, to not just look at popular streamers and see they're playing X, Y, and Z talents or, or traits um, and not consider 
one, the level that they're playing at, which is usually, you know, at a much higher level than the viewer is, um, but also, you know, the dungeon that they're doing, the group that they're running with. Um, these are like very particular uh, decisions that they're making and planning for, you know, right. it, it might be, like you said, it might be okay that you have all explosive echo and arcane pressure traits. You're doing only AOE trash damage. Um, and you're not doing as good of boss damage because you don't have equipoise, you don't have uh, galvanizing spark or arcane pummeling or some of those single target only traits. Um, it's, you know, it's not, they're not just using the only gear that they have. They're, it's very deliberate choices on their end to, yeah. you know, maximize the damage that they need for that current situation. Hey, Matt, that's, um, wait. go ahead, Malin, go ahead. Well, coming back to your original question of does arcane need another mm. um, button? for for aoe i'd argue no um it would be nice to be able to step back and be in uh non-cleave range when i'm aoe that would be ah, lovely that's yeah. always been arcane's massive weakness when it comes to aoe um but probably arcane explosion is fine if you combine it with some more frequent way to use um arcane barrage arcane barrage can be a great aoe tool uh, especially if you bring back like the Legion way of firing out an arcane orb or making it explode, stuff like that. It can be really good. Um, it just needs some tweaking, and it comes back to that uh, that problem that we were talking about earlier in the show where arcane feels like a half-finished spec. Right. I wonder. It's always it's it's very flavorful, and it's obviously per prevailed lots of silly things. There's like an old, old YouTube video where the only way you could actually really AOE on an arcane mage is to hit arcane explosion as hard as you can to almost break your keyboard while yelling arcane explosion. That's that's an oldie but a goodie. But I was it's weird because fire can throw flame strikes and throw meteors and their dots spread. And obviously frost throws their orb and casts a blizzard. But arcane is in melee range. But then there are other abilities that are using for AOE like barrage and orb. Those are from ranged. So I wonder why your AOE can't be something that you can say cast with your mouse, but then like if if you put that a blizzard and you can just keep clicking arcane explosion, but it keeps exploding at your location. I don't know. I don't know why it's not there. Maybe the tech isn't there that can do that, but it has been. A thing. I think that's been suggested since vanilla. Oh, someone has yeah. has there has always been suggestions <laughs> of like that... put a debuff on a mob and make it replicate your arcane explosion. Yeah, that will never happen. Mm. Like there's a pro the problem with arcane explosion being like being melee. Obviously, it works because there's you know a bunch of melee specs. But the problem as a caster as melee is that you can get targeted by ranged abilities while Amen. you're in melee. Yep. Yeah, which is yep. like a pretty big problem on raid bosses specifically because mm -hmm. if you get a certain thing that only ranged players are supposed to have and you put it on the melee camp, like you're wiping the raid. Um, yeah, Luckily, there's not that many the... bosses where you actually need to actively AoE as an arcane mage, because if you did, you would probably not be playing arcane. But sure. um, it, it, it's just a problem of a ranged character having to be in melee ranged, like ignoring the fact that you're wearing cloth. So if you ever get meleeed because it's skittish, you know, you're instantly dead, even if it's like only two mobs, because right. you have no armor or anything. Yeah, it's just, like back yeah. in... Um... What was the, the council fight where you went into the pods in Argus? And Torin High Command. High Command. Yeah. That one, yeah. Thanks. Um, 
we banned our arcane mages there from doing any from running in an AOE. <laughs> like, even though they're great, they kept getting targeted by fire and crapping and or mines and crapping all over the melee. Like you can't do it. Yeah. But you can do it. You've got to be really careful. And any more than one arcane mage, yeah, just forget about. It. Yeah. How? I think I think the tech is there for figuring out some kind of ranged system because they have i think more complicated things like they had the explosive echo trait back in legion mm -hmm. uh, where you would drop arcane explosion on the ground just at any random point in the world where you were standing and it would recast at that point yeah, um, yeah. so so casting at a location like i feel like if they can do that they can cast it at a mob but i that's it, it, like malin said it's been requested and suggested i think since vanilla and it, yeah it's definitely not gonna happen ever <laughs> How about, is there anything crazy right now in, say, a Mythic Plus or in a raid outside of, I think everyone knows about Paku, what can you spell steal that is potentially nonsensical or just really good that you should be paying attention to spell stealing in the game right now? Anything that comes to mind? Do not spell steal the buff on the uh, little shadow mobs in King's Rest. Oh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> nah, that's, that's good I shot. made that mistake. Don't it gives that. you a shield, what's not to like. Yeah, exactly. I saw the shield thing and I didn't read the rest of the tools. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, like, so tour de when, when the shield fades, you die. Yeah. There's quite a lot of... Um, it's kind of funny where mm. we were all happy about the Arcane Torrent nerf and finally AoE interrupts are not going to be a thing and that Rachel's not going to be amazing. And then there's dispellable buffs on massive trash packs in yep. almost every single dungeon. Yep. Um, so it's just as good. So, you know, kind of the following the same logic, there's a lot of spell stealable stuff in Mythic Plus. There's um, the Temple of Sethralis mobs that have the CDR buff that you can spell steal. Um, you can, you know, get yeah, a reduced cooldown on charged up. Second boss. Yeah. Charge, charged up cooldown gets really low, arcane power, you know, the, the, any of those. Um, there's in the same dungeon, there's the damage buff that those elemental mobs have. Um, so yeah, there's in a dungeon setting, there's definitely quite a bit of things to, to pay attention to that you can spell steal. Um, just don't take the one that kills you in Kane's Rest. That's probably the one you don't want to get. Unless that's your class fantasy. That's totally fine, too. Yeah, I mean, if you're playing Arcane still after all these years, your class fantasy might be self-suicide, self-deprecating. <laughs> Certain <laughs> situations. Be. Yeah. Then and a little FAQ section here. How about which staff variant of Aluneth was your favorite? Dutch. Oh my god, let me pull them up. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna be honest, I don't know any of the names. Well, <laughs> I just fine. remember the sheep one. Oh, the exploding sheep one. It's the first one I got as well, I think. Or not the very first one, but the first, like, semi-rare one. Um, aside from that, I mostly just remember Aluneth like, talking to me, but it's uh, it's the sheep. Okay, Malin, do you know yours yet? Are you still looking at them? I'm still looking at them, but I remember the the sand one. That was really cool. Oh, like the hourglass uh, the one, one going on, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the sort of the hourglass one. I really liked that one. But also, I like to have my weapons be a bit understated. I don't like all the flashy stuff. So I like the sheep one as well. That was fun. And the quest for it was excellent. I mean, you get an exploding sheep and you click on it. You Such like, a great callback to the You don't like flashy stuff, but you like the sheep one. 
it yeah. turns into a sheep and bleats when you polymorphs them. <laughs> I know it was great. The flashiest one of all of them. Uh, yeah. I think personally, I like I like the mage tower one. Honestly, I think that's one of probably my favorite. I like the little glowy effect with the runes sitting on top of the staff. Yeah, I remember getting it and being kind of upset that Blizzard played this joke on arcane mages where they had the best looking mage tower staff and then they can't see it in action because they're on the bench. Well, the really upset. the frostfire oh. bolt ebon chill was pretty good. Nah. Yeah, that one was. I like that one. Nah. Not. Nah. Not. Nah. It's all about the arcane one. I love that mage tower appearance. There you go. I actually did all three mage towers on my mage, so I'm not that much of a pleb, but <laughs> yeah, I did all of you them. You can join the Cool Kids Club. Yeah, <laughs> sort of. I did. Like I, eight think I did all three mage towers. Uh, so. Excuse me. No, <laughs> I did. I might have skipped the fire one. I might have. Skipped I did the, fire the one. frost one, like when it launched at you know really really under geared gear levels. It took me yeah. something like sixty or more pulls Ooh. and like. I did it late at night and I was like, Gah! really loud. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I came back like midway through Nighthold and did the other two. And I was like, oh, that was easy. <laughs> because I was actually at an appropriate gear level. Yeah. <laughs> when the or, Mage Tower came out, I was actually taking a break at that point. Uh, and when I came back, the Mage Tower had been out for like three months or something. Mm -hmm. uh, so I instantly overgeared it when I did it. So yeah. I'm kind of sad about that, actually, because I never really got yeah. to see what the challenge was like because i just came in and like could ignore half the mechanics and do the other mechanics mm -hmm. very sloppy and it would still mm -hmm. be fine uh which oh, is kind of sad i guess because they the idea was very cool the, the fire I, I one was it was agatha right with the imps yeah. and stuff? yes 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 that's why i don't remember yeah. doing it because i overgeared i don't it. remember I had, what you had to do yeah, yeah i you I had to cast dragon's breath when you got the helm. Just, yeah yeah like that's all i remember and then you're done yeah, yeah it was easy Hey, That's why I thought I didn't do it. I, could, I, I did I it in 35 seconds. was like one of the best bits of Legion. I loved it so much. It, I really was waiting if they would have just put in the architecture that once you have maybe gotten all three appearances for a spec or at least gotten the one that you've gotten for that pure, why can't you do them as other specs? Why can't you do you know, the fire one as, as frost or the frost one as arcane? Like, like challenge yourself to do something really silly. To see if other specs could get the other challenges they're in. So I would love to have tried to do the shaman ones as other specs too, just for goofy stuff. But they just never unlocked it. And you could never repeat them ever. You couldn't just go back and do them for fun. It was really unfortunate that they were a one one and done kind of a deal. But uh, it would be kind of nice as well if they applied the challenge mode, um, like tech to them as well so you basically oh, just got skilled to a certain yeah, yeah just do it with like gear that was relevant for the time when it came instead of just going in and literally costing like two spells and it died because you had 20 30 item levels higher than you needed yeah for sure but there's been a few other questions in chat or so but if you have any of those you want to pull forward you can definitely take those over to the discord or of course to altered time the actual mage resource forum where everything is posted blopped up there you can go check all that stuff out there and make through how much um have you been seeing the traffic on altered time increase decrease they about the same in bfa right now i don't know what your metrics look like or if you know with discord how much has been flip-flopped around dutch what do you what do you think how's the site doing and how the Forms Discord work. definitely hurts the traffic a lot. Oh, sure. Um, 
but like there's no ads or on it, on it or anything anyway so it's like the amount of traffic doesn't really affect me or anything if anything it reduces server costs so that's always nice oh, uh, but yeah the discord is yeah you know like everybody goes to the discord first nowadays basically yeah. and then you either link to a guide or some kind of resource or something or they just should, asking um, questions yeah we should give a shout out to the, there is actually an Arcane Mage Discord, which we haven't mentioned yet, which seems a little bit remiss of us. Um, there's Older Time, which is our Mage Discord, and people always come in there and like, why haven't you got spec channels? And it's because we don't want to fragment the community too much. But Arcane Mages were like, screw you guys, we're going to make an Arcane Mage Discord, and it's called Arcane Dream. Uh, so if you have any Arcane-specific questions, you can go to Arcane Dream. That brings me right over to the last little bit of the show that I wanted to bring in, Melon. And you get up first, then. You just plug the Arcane Dream Discord. But do you have anything else you want to shout out, rant about, soapbox, put a moratorium on, or just throw out there to the community of mages and arcane mages more specifically? What do you want to end the show with, sir? This is your, your, your moment. Brexit sucks. <laughs> um... Uh, mm. Just a shout out to all the, the guys who work on the APL. Um, stop laughing, Bay. <laughs> I, uh, have you seen the piranha meme about Brexit yet? I've seen all the memes. There are oh, so many. Okay. We're a laughing stock. Mm, okay. Um, but continue, please. Yeah, all the guys who work on the APL who do all the really clever stuff that I'm not clever enough to do myself, um, that I can then translate and look at and be like, oh, that's how I'm meant to be doing it. Oh, okay. And then make notes and add it to my guides. That's really helpful. Um, so definitely a shout out to all those guys. Uh, all the people on our Discord and all the time who help out new mages. It's a great community. Um, we're always happy to welcome new members. So new mages, um, especially if they've come from being a warlock, like you will always get a good reaction there <coughs> um, because you've re-rolled to a better class. Um, and then my guild, Omen. Um, Currently a VD, but moving over to Stormscale, we're always happy to take more recruits. Uh, that's the EU side, obviously. No, you're. I couldn't tell with your accent. No, you. Mm -mm. I have a hat. Hold on, I'll get the hat. Oh, crap. We we have to have this moment there. Yep. <clears throat> yep. That's the thing that happened. I love that hat. Well, that's going to be made into a GIF now. Oh my god, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I know I'm e-famous. Oh, gosh. Uh, Dutch, how about you, sir? Do you have any closing shout-outs or things you want to put a moratorium on and put a pin in? Things you want to share with the community out there? What you got? Yeah, first of all, I definitely agree with what Melon said. All the people who work on uh, you know, SimCraft, APL, moderating... Uh, the channel like Frosted, Noranir are uh, like pillars of the everything mage related as well. Um, but there's a lot of others as well. Uh, so big shout out to those people. Uh, aside from that, my guild, of course, as well. Unpaid on Draenor, if you're good. Um, and uh, I've heard Starmind is a really good priest. So uh, uh -oh. <laughs> he deserves a shout out as well. There it is. All right. Well, we've gotten the the the, the fruit and veg out of the way, Dick. If you want to take take us home on this one, sure. Uh, just a big shout out to Promethean for recently reviving, giving me my home back to raid in. Yeah, very happy about that. Um, it's good to be part of history again. 
Um, big shout outs to all the nerds in the Mage Discord um, and the SimC Discord who are doing this very complicated work and letting me twist knobs around until Arcane DPS gets a little higher. Um, they make my job a lot, a lot easier. Uh, and a, a special, special acknowledgement, all the concerned boys and girls in the concerned Discord. They're all lovely people. You're awesome. And you make me you make me a better mage. Thank you very much. Wait, is there a Discord called the Concern Discord? Is this a yes, it's, no. it's a big concern. No, it's not. Mm. It's a secret server. So Oh. Okay. That sounds like a plan to me. I'm but, not ashamed of my friends. Dutch is apparently. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, that's got to be an EU thing, right? We just take it on the chin right here in America, right? The Kimbe uh-huh. was like, sure. Yep. But I think that'll do it. I moved a little bit to the after show. So if you want more of this, then you can find that over on the show's Patreon page. But I'm going to hit this button over here that uh, wrap up time. There it is. So thank you very much for tuning in to episode number 184 of Final Boss TV today for the Arcane Mage spec show. My name is Adam K, a.k.a. Bay, as as it normally should stay, but I didn't mean to keep rhyming. I'm going to stop. But around the table again, Dikimbe, you can go follow him over on his Twitch stream. Hit him up in Discord. Uh, it's Dikimbe, the B-A-E one, which I, you know, I don't have that copy written yet, but... <clears throat> But thank you very much for bringing the amazing beard on the show, sir. I'm sure the YouTube comments are going to be like, where's the beard in the thumbnail picture? But it should be all right. Thank you very much for your time today, sir. I appreciate it. Anytime. Thanks for having me on. Malin, thanks for bringing the Britishisms. You can go tweet Brexit memes at him at Arcane Tactics or ask him mage questions. Which one do you prefer? Uh, tweet is fine. And uh, pit, pit. Pit. Hmm. Is that a thing you say? Just I throw a Britishism in there. Toodle pip. That's how we say goodbye. Yeah? Give me one more. Give me another Britishism. Fish and chips. (laughs) (laughs) That's just the name of a dish. But it's our dish, Bay. It's our dish. Colonizing 60% of the planet count as a Britishism. I've just I've been over there twice. I've been to London once and Manchester once and going back again later on this year. So hey, I've got a little bit, alright? I've seen it happen in real life. I've been I've been to the posh areas of London, alright? I've been there. I'm I'm from Oxford. I mean oh. posh areas of London. Oxford. Like <laughs> I know how to punt. <laughs> Dutch as well, you can go check out the the mango seller himself over on Twitter, Alter Time, and the Discord. And finally, years after talking the first time, thank you for being on the show today, sir. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much for having me. It was fun. And that's going to do it. Again, we have the PAX East. I'll be away this coming weekend. I should be streaming from the convention. And then the week after that, we'll have the Marksman Hunter show which we still have to figure out guests for because of the mdi now some of them can't come on the show so i'll update you of course on that one in the future and then you can pick the next there'll be a tank a healer and then two other dps coming up after that so stay tuned to twitter for that one got the elgato giveaway going on right now and check the links down below if you're on youtube of course or on twitch if you want to check out other parts and pieces of what i do but that's it for me i will see you all here next week see you on the live shows and until then everybody Bye! 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 Wave!
Wait, buy it, the nice people. Oh. Wait with the nerds. Yes. 